Hello, and welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Wingate, and my purpose is to help women know the freedom that God has called them to and to walk it out fully in their lives. I'm an author, a coach, a military spouse, and a mom to four. I have coached countless women on breaking free from the limiting lies and beliefs that have kept them feeling both stuck and trapped. If you're ready to find freedom and purpose in the story that God has called you to, you're in the right place. This will be the fight of your life, but I promise it will all be worth it. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom. I'm Danielle Wingate, your host, and I'm excited to be joining you today. I think um, just over the last week, there has been this resounding theme that has come back around several times, and I think it's um, really something that maybe a lot of people are feeling that I hope is encouraging and maybe even a little challenging or convicting to you today um, because it has been to me. And it is this theme of stop letting fear lead, right? So we've talked before that fear is not from the Lord. Um, Second Timothy talks about this, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of sound mind. And so if God doesn't give fear, then you have to ask who does give fear? And it's the enemy. Scripture also tells us that the enemy um, prowls around like a lion seeking someone to destroy. Well, I think in a lot of ways we think of the term destroy as like a physical impact. And, And that can happen for sure. But I think one of the things that is often overlooked that is probably much more common than what we would even realize or lead on is destroy can happen in terms of fear and it happens from an inward crumbling a place of confusion a place of unsettledness a place of fear and a really a place of doubt of okay well maybe i was wrong or maybe maybe i'm not qualified enough to do X, Y, and Z, or maybe I'm not equipped enough for that, or maybe all of these naysayers or toxic thoughts that I've had, or these lies that I've believed over the years, maybe they're actually right. And so sometimes I think this element of destroy can happen internally first, where we begin to buy in to these limiting lies, these limiting beliefs, toxic thoughts, that we begin to crumble from the inside out, where we begin to really elevate fear and confusion to then immobilize us and we do nothing. We say nothing. And in turn, we get more confused, we get more paralyzed, and fear is one of the most crippling, cancerous elements that I think I would even be able to articulate. Um, It spreads like wildfire. And scripture even talks about it in Ephesians 4, that if we give a foothold to fear, to anger, to any of these things, like they are going to run rampant. And so we've got to be diligent to keep a guard over our minds and uh, to just be unapologetically bold with truth and 
for sure with love. Um, because that's something that we're seeing a lot. Lisa Bevere actually just posted that she talked about our world, our society is loving love, but love without truth is a lie. And what we have right now is a lot of believers. We are wanting to deliver truth, but there's no love. And so she said, it's coming across harsh, which it is where people are like all of a sudden so offended, um, you know, which is also from the enemy that, um, we are, we're not, we're not speaking what God has called us to speak in love. It's out of this discomfort for us that it's like, oh my gosh, well, how could you possibly believe this? Or out of a frustration of, you know, person one calls themselves a believer and person one also is agreeing with the things of the world of, okay, well, you can marry whom you want. You can choose whatever gender you want. You can choose a pronoun. Like that is, it is just ridiculous. And so if we partner with these things and we don't speak truth and love, then um, we're actually not being loving at all because we're not actually helping people come to know what is in Christ Jesus. And the thing that is in Christ Jesus is freedom. And that's really what we're all craving is that we have purpose, that we were created for something greater, that there is this um, inner turmoil that we seek to be free from. And it's because we weren't made to, to, uh, we weren't created for us, right? We were created for him for a greater purpose. Um, And so what really has been just coming back to me a lot is again, this element of, of fear with silence and confusion. And so I wanted to read just something to you. Um, Ephesians 4 is so, so good. It really talks about unity in the body. And then it goes on to say that um, it's just like children of the light. So I'm going to pick up in chapter 4, verse 7, but definitely go back and read it because in my email that I sent out to my um, Danielle women or Danielle Wingate women email list, it's really, I sent out probably 20 verses total because it's just so good and so rich in context. But Ephesians 4, verse 7, this is the New Living Translation, by the way. It says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and he gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to a lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended to higher than all the heavens. And then I'm going to go and jump down to 14, but really those um, three or four verses in between verses 10 and then 14, it's talking about the gifts that God has given um, that Christ gave to the church as apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. This is often referred to as the five-fold ministry. So if you've ever heard that term, the five-fold ministry, this is where that comes from. Verse 14 says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever, they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. 
And then 16, and I'll just end with this verse, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So as reading through that, something stuck out to me that I've never noticed before. And this is what I love so much about scripture because um, it talks about the scripture is alive and living and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so something alive and living is always changing and adapting and growing. And I think as we spend time in God's word, but also really pursuing the heart and the mind of the father, we begin to see things and recognize things. And we're like, huh, this has always been there, but how have I never seen this? So this really jumped out to me. If we allow fear to lead in our lives, we allow room for confusion to come in, confusion in our thinking, confusion in our actions. Um, It's just a huge ripple effect. It's a really toxic cycle that happens when we give a foothold to fear and lies from the enemy, right? So when we allow fear to come in and we allow confusion to silence us or immobilize us, we stop showing up as the body of Christ. So remember the fivefold ministry that God has given gifts to each of his sons and daughters. So as the body of Christ, we are each equipped and given or entrusted with a special gift that is essential to the body of Christ. And so when we don't show up the body is now not complete. And number two, the body is not healthy or it cannot grow. And I mean the body of Christ and like, I'm not, I'm even talking about larger than the church, but I'm talking about even as our, a community of believers, whoever you do life with, obviously you should be going to a church and having community a community gathering. You should also be having your daily encounters. But then also just as when you talk about and think about the body of Christ at large, what comes to mind for you? I know there are people who haven't found a church home yet and they are still kind of navigating that. And so if you're in that season and maybe you're doing a small group study or a book study, or maybe just have like a virtual prayer gathering that you're having with people, fill in the blank for that community, that body of Christ Um, when we are not showing up to speak and to lead and to steward those God-given gifts for God-given purposes, we are withholding from the body of Christ. So the body of Christ is not fully showing up in its fullness. Uh, I don't know if you have ever been part of a team where uh, you're part of like three or four or five person team. I always hated doing group projects in school. I do love collaboration with people for sure. It is absolutely one of my favorite things, but I really disliked or (laughs) even dread doing school projects because there was always one or two people that would do the majority of the work and they, you know, everybody was supposed to have a part and, and I mean, like sometimes that did happen, but it just didn't seem like that was the majority of the case. And, um, and, and it was always a good exercise to figure out how to lead your peers. But in those group exercises, there was always like one or two people that had to do it. And, and 
a lot of times that I was one of them and I would be frustrated and I would be tired and I'd be like, well, if this person would just do their job or if I, or, or I would be extra stressed because I'm like, man, like, am I going to have to pick up the slack on presentation day because they're not pulling their weight? They're not doing what they were supposed to do. They didn't bring their part to the table. And I think sometimes the body of Christ is actually a lot like that where we've got some people that are really pulling the weight, that they are spending time in God's word. They are really seeking the heart of the Father and they are showing up day in and day out and stewarding the season that they are in, right? So I I can't tell you what you're supposed to do. You can't you you can't necessarily tell me what I'm supposed to be doing in this season. Like that is first and foremost between me and the Lord and then second between my husband and I and thinking about all of our responsibilities. So I can't sit here and tell you, "Hey, you should be starting a ministry, you should be doing prayer walks, you should be posting on social media every week about blah blah blah." You should like um I can't do that. That would be wrong of me. Um But what I can tell you to do and what we all should be doing is every single day having our daily encounters. So daily encounter, we talked about this in the last episode, that's getting time with the Lord, intentional time with the Lord where you're worshiping, where you're reading his word, where you're spending time just interceding and just praying. And and it can just be simple. It can be simple. If, If you've never done a daily encounter, the most important thing I would say is to just start. Just start with like, okay, like maybe you listen to a worship song and maybe you just pray and like just say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome to this place. Like, I don't really know how to do this. So Lord, I'm here. Would you, would you meet me here? And even if you start with that, that's enough. That is enough. And it's like any relationship. The more time that you spend, the more that you get to know, the more that relationship is going to build, it's going to grow, it's going to develop. And it is beautiful because there is no greater relationship that you can have or will ever have in your life than a personal relationship with Jesus because Jesus changes everything, everything. So that was just a side tangent, but Um, when you are showing up to do all the work, there's these people who are like, maybe they're posting on social media and they're stepping out with just this crazy supernatural boldness. And I really believe that there is a blessing and anointing on a group of people right now that are stepping out in a very bold way that sometimes even I'll look at what they're doing and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe like that. They just did that, you know, because you know that they are just getting, backlashes or even like, goodness, death threats. Like I see some of the things that are posted sometimes. I'm like, oh Lord, I, I just, I pray that you would just continue to increase my boldness, um, that it would be brought forth with love and clarity and humility. Um, but it would also be unapologetic. And so as we're praying through that, that's what I'm, I'm saying with this group presentation, um, example is whatever the season that you are in, God knows. And so he's not going to call you to do something more than what he has already asked you to do or given you in this season. But what he has already given you, we get to be a good steward of. So if I am in a season where, 
you know, I'm newly married or I have a newborn and I'm working full time and, you know, just whatever it is. I, you, like, that's what's beautiful is we seek the Lord and we ask Holy Spirit, what would you have me to do in this season? What would you have me to do? Because my season and circumstances are going to look different than the next person's, than the next person's, than the next person's. But what's beautiful is I'm not called to be like the next person and the next person isn't called to be like me. We're all the body of Christ and we are all unique members with individual gifts. And I need your gift brought to the table fully with boldness and passion and with love unapologetically. And you need mine brought to the table with boldness because, right, as the scripture says, when you come to the table and I've come to the table and we're showing up and we're speaking truth and love and we're operating in our gifts, the body of Christ is whole and it's healthy and it's able to grow and flourish in love. But if you don't show up and then I'm having to try and do both my stuff and your stuff, then I'm going to be stressed. I'm going to be tapped and and the body of Christ is not growing as effectively, as efficiently as it is intended to do. And this is where I believe that the enemy comes in so cunningly to deceive us, distract us, confuse us to where we are now paralyzed, immobilized, and we are letting fear lead. We're letting fear lead in our days. We're letting fear lead in our thoughts. We're letting fear lead in our emotions. We're letting fear lead in our decisions. And we are forgetting who holds the ultimate truth, right? It's the, it's the Lord. So nothing happens by surprise. Nothing happens without permission. And then even going further, you can declare his promises over that season, that moment, that circumstance, that he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. That all things work together for good for those according to his purposes. And so you can trust that. But I I just offer this. I want to submit this to you. If you are letting fear lead, decide today to be done. Decide today to draw a line in the sand. And I and I by no means mean that it's going to be resolved tomorrow, that you're going to magically be cured, that you are just going to miraculously like wake up and never struggle with fear again. I'm not saying that, but science has proven that we have power over our mind, that we can rewire with time and intentional effort, neural pathways. So we can change the thoughts that we think. And we have a responsibility, a command in scripture to take every thought captive and make it submit to the truth of God's word. Again, that goes back to daily encounters. How do you know God's word? You're in his word. You're spending time with the father. So if this resonates with you, what I want you to do is head to daniellewingate.com and I am doing a free webinar on Monday, October 3rd at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, If you are listening to this after October 3rd, don't worry, it will be offered again. But um, if you are listening to this before October 3rd, I want you to go ahead and register for this event. And I want you to join me because we need you. As the body of Christ, I need you and you need the next person and the next person and the next person. And so I want to invite you and I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you that we are entering an incredible season 
ahead where we are going to see some prophetic elements of the Bible and end times really come into play. And so um, this has got to be the time that we dethrone fear and we remove and break free from old tactics, limiting lies and beliefs from the enemy, and that we elevate God's truth, his promises, and we just declare that over our lives. And we come to the table with our strengths, with boldness, with truth, with love, with humility, and um, we strengthen one another as the body of Christ. Thanks so much for joining me today. Till next time.